0: Hello and welcome to The Platform Podcast hosted by Marketplace Risk Advisory Board Chair El Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at for more information. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Elle.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I am pleased to welcome Nikki Gibson, who is the founder of SWERF, which is an app for work surfing. In other words, connecting hospitality spaces with the remote working individual. Welcome, Nikki, to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really interested to hear about Swerve partly because I've actually been using it um, and it's brilliant. So um, just to, to, I suppose, briefly describe the app to our listeners, what happens is you can use it in, a, I suppose, a similar way to Uber by using a, a map on the app and find places to work near you when you want to work out of your home environment but not actually rent an office and this could be a hotel or a bar and um, cafes Um, um, you've got quite a lot of different types of of venue on the app haven't you?
2: Yeah that's right I think we started off with an initial idea to connect um, the ever-growing remote workforce with hospitality spaces but what we've found as we've evolved is there are so many different spaces in our communities that are literally just dead spaces waiting to be used. So it's connecting all kinds of spaces with people um, who work from home or remotely when they're not in the office. Um, So, yes, it's ever-evolving.
1: It's such a good idea. And to me, there are huge benefits because, well, A, I'm sick of being a home all day because we've been doing that for a couple of years now. Um, but, you know, you know, there's lots of potential benefits to an app like that. And I know we've talked about this before, but just to, to talk about some of these, presumably there's a, a carbon benefit in that you are using a space that's being sort of lit and heated anyway. So you're not kind of doubling up by by using, um, you know, using electricity and and other things at home? Is is that part of it? And is that what some people are attracted by?
2: I think, well, when we started out, it wasn't um, something that we were really conscious of, but it absolutely is. I think the more people have been working from home and of course, with the rising, you know, energy costs, it is, it's it's working nine to five and then, you know, working and living at home. um, It does have an impact on, you know, your, your bills at the end of the month. So actually finding spaces that are readily available, as you said, already heated, have electricity, um, and then, you know, have a different environment for you to, to really be productive in, um, I think is a really important factor of, of what SWERF is becoming. Um, and these spaces would otherwise not be used during those times. So if we're looking at some of our kind of restaurant spaces or bar spaces, um, which traditionally aren't utilised to their capacities between nine and five, then it really is just um, really utilising, you know, those dead spaces. So, yeah, I think absolutely it's a benefit.
1: And you talk about being productive there. Um, I certainly find that when I'm swerving, I go somewhere and I settle down and I do tend to focus more on the work because I don't have the the distractions that I maybe would when I, I'm at home Um you know, just uh, you know, simple domestic chores, things like that, but also just getting into a, a work frame of mind, maybe you know, putting on work clothes, um, etc. It, it could possibly, I suppose, be meant better for your mental health as as well. Have you had that sort of feedback?
2: Oh, absolutely. And I think even from a personal perspective, it was very much about mental health, and that was one of the driving forces behind pulling this together. Um, and I remember just the very first kind of inspiration i guess behind starting swerf was was sat alone in a in a makeshift office myself and looking out um at all the the flats and the houses around me and just thinking how many people were in exactly the same situation as me and actually just needing somewhere to connect with other people um because they were desperate times i think um and that missing that personal connection and those spaces where you bring people together which is lost when we don't have that office environment Um, but there are plenty of spaces that can be utilized for that and bringing people together to collaborate to reconnect to support one another Um, so mental health is definitely one of our core I think messages of, of kind of bringing people together in through SWERF
1: Mm -hmm. And I suppose a a typical sharing economy app uh, makes use of an underutilized asset, that asset being space. What type of spaces we talked to, you know, briefly about the obvious ones like the restaurants and the hotels. They're the ones that I've been using. What sort of other spaces are you finding? And also, what are the benefits for the owners of these spaces of of using SWERF? What's attracting them to, to use it?
2: I think um, for most venues that are really um, embracing SWERF and what we're trying to build here and what our vision is, um, they recognise that there is a growing audience of, of people who are kind of stuck in their homes and not really understanding um, how they can come together in, in spaces in their community because they, the spaces that we're finding being very proactive in coming forward are those that really want to engage the community and build back neighborhoods so it's it's um so so yeah i think the, the varying spaces as well as like the hospitality spaces what i'd really like to see is like traditional like libraries and government buildings really being repurposed to bring back these communities and and really make the neighborhoods thrive um and utilizing the doorstep kind of community i guess it's just building back a community um, and using Swerf as a platform to connect those spaces with with that audience
1: And you just find that when you are Swerfing, that you suddenly have more conversations than you would have done you know in an in an average day and maybe make those connections with people who are obviously you know also working um in in that space and and just striking up conversations we there was a Swerf event which i went to nearby um and and ended up making a a, a contact who I, I now you know will be in touch with and and that was brilliant and all these things that we've we've missed out on Um, over the last couple of years of lockdowns. And now, you know, I think people are just ready for this kind of thing. So tell me a bit, Nikki, about how you came up with the idea. And and what was your background? Did you know much about the sharing economy when you came up with the idea for SWERF?
2: Um, I didn't really. My background is hospitality. So I have always worked with, um, well, venues um, and connecting those to like more of a corporate audience so um having worked in hospitality really all my life i, I then moved into events so i've been running events um for the last 14 years and obviously that kind of fell off a cliff with covid um and what we recognized um, was, I guess, almost like a desperation for hospitality spaces to really engage with the local audience and also get that footfall flowing um, following lockdowns and all the restrictions that they had. It was really, it really was desperate times. Um, but also the the desperate need to get people back into community, having been isolated and in lockdown themselves. such a long period um and having those social skills and being able to share experiences and just come together again um so for me it was a really obvious um solution to a problem that you know was forced upon us um and then from from that very early stage idea it has really just grown arms and legs as we kind of rebuild um what the hate hate to say the new normal but whatever the new normal is going to be um and there are so many conversations about what the office looks like and is the office dead and the office is the city is the new office was a a new um phrase i really quite Like that because I just think actually we can just work where wherever we want and we can do good work and proactive work and productive work in in the spaces that exist. It doesn't have to be a traditional four walls nine to five office environment. Um, And I'm really excited to see what the future really holds about that and with that and how the community can come together and share the spaces with um, with the people and really just reimagine the workspace and what that looks like um so it, it's exciting times ahead and it's just it's just we all need to change and we all just need to adapt to what that looks like
1: sorry i was going to say that i think swerf will fit in whatever the the future of work looks like because um, you know I think people are still toying with the idea of lots of things aren't they hybrid working four-day working weeks back to the office not back to the office you know all these types of things but I I love what you've created here is something that, that can really just fit around whatever that looks like and as you sort of said rightly you know we've almost heard enough of the new normal haven't we but um the the, the idea is that you know things are becoming more flexible and they're changing and something like swerve where you can uh, have this on-demand approach to find somewhere to work is is always going to work in in that um in 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 that new incarnation of of what the workplace looks like
2: absolutely i think so and i think it's no you know the work even the working week is changing so it's not monday to friday anymore as you you know pointed out it can be 4 days and it could be flexible 4 days and um when we work and how we work has definitely changed and it's here to stay so it it's a hybrid strategy moving forward regardless of what that hybrid strategy looks like um and i think as as a community as people we have definitely found that the restrictions that were in place before were actually restrictions. We can we can find what works for us that helps our life, whatever that be, whether it be managing um childcare or having um just having different responsibilities in your life and not having to make it fit into a mold that's I guess um well just of, of no good to us anymore. So So yes, I think, um, yeah, it's definitely changed and SWERF does fit into that model perfectly because it is so flexible and so versatile and it's about making it work for you.
1: Mm -hmm. So after you came up with the idea, this was in the midst of the the pandemic, what um, challenges did you face then and, and in getting this going? Because presumably it was at a time where, you know, it wasn't that easy to go and, you know, knock on doors, have meetings, talk about this, do do you know maybe pre- presentations or talks how did you manage to almost spread the word and, and get Swerf going in this um, virtual setting that you were in at the time?
2: Yeah well it had it has its challenges it, um, it remains to have challenges as we just kind of come out of this kind of post-pandemic um, situation but I think what really drove it f- forward was that we were we were in a situation it was a global situation so everybody was in the same boat um, and we share the same problem um, and everybody was understanding and appreciative of that situation so having the conversations about trying to build a better future for everybody um, was a conversation that everybody was willing to have and I think the challenges were that we were we were so uncertain about what the future looked like, and, and of course, there's still big question marks around that. Um, but ultimately, we all we were all in the same boat, and we all knew we had to build this this future, whatever, regardless. So, whatever it was going to look like. So, so the conversations were easy to have. Um, I think getting the commitment um, was more challenging because of the uncertainty that COVID presented. Um, but obviously, my my background in hospitality was a massive help because I already had the contacts um to, to start the ball rolling. Um, but we had a lot of our founding members, so our founding host members of Swerve, um, who came on board right at the beginning, before they even seen the app, before the app was built, um, just... They, they understood what the vision was and our mission for SWERF and it is that connection piece and about actually reimagining the workspace and utilising the spaces in, in the neighbourhoods that could actually become something other than what they were built for. Mm-hmm. Um, so visionaries, if you like, um, mm-hmm. were quick to come on board. I think that's what we need moving forward is people um, who actually um, can can see the future as a different future to what we're used to and really want to be part of that to grow Uh, and and one of the i was just going to say one of the the, the very um the most important thing about the app is that it's a free app to our um as we call them our users um because what the pandemic this global situation has has left us with is um, a displaced workforce so people who would normally um white collar workers who would normally go into an office nine to five, Monday to Friday. These are the people that um, have been basically affected the most, I I feel, um, from a mental health perspective, from just generally feeling very isolated and lonely um, because it it is so far removed from what they're used to. It's it's those people who I really wanted to have access to spaces who wouldn't necessarily know what remote working is or know that they could just nip to a coffee shop and get their laptop out and feel comfortable and confident doing that. Um, so by having an app that's free for everybody, it just means that we're not discriminating against only those who afford it.
1: And in terms of those users, do you know much about them when it comes to, you know, do they have full-time jobs and they're still working from home? Are they partly working at home and, and want to get out on those days uh, you know when they're not in the office or are they often freelancers or is it a mix
2: it is a complete mix um and i know that's a marketeer's worst like worst statement as like it's <laughs> for everybody um but really it actually is so our our demographic really is the ages between 25 and kind of like 45 really split 50-50 male female um and the industry sectors is is everything from the finance sector to education government um freelancers entrepreneurs startups it is it is every everybody and i think everybody from what i can understand um from the metrics we measure at the moment is they use it for different purposes so some people they use it to bring teams together and have, have just they might be a dispersed team and they just actually need to get the team together maybe that's once a month once a week but just come together and collaborate and connect in a space where they're welcome um, and then other people um, like yourselves just need a space where they can just feel like they get dressed can leave the house they're in work mode and it's a different environment different energy um, and just be productive somewhere else um, so yeah it's a, it really is so diverse mm-hmm. which is That's really interesting yeah it
1: is um so tell us about the technology itself i mean obviously you know you have this brilliant map which you know i've just, i'd like to to uber at the very beginning but it is like that you know the the interactive map where you can find a a place near you with with the development of that where are you at and i know that you are um, across scotland now in in edinburgh and glasgow how are you scaling the app and what what are your plans
2: yeah um exciting plans we are yeah ex- excited to be scaling and growing into other cities so um of course we launched here in edinburgh because it was in lockdown and um edinburgh is our home city so it just made sense to keep it close and also um have partners on board that we could really um get their feedback from and use that information to help us develop the app and devolve the app um so it still is at an what they call an MVP level which is a minimum viable product which means it's just proof of concept at this stage um, but we have interesting talks with investors at the moment um, to take it to the next level which will be um, without giving too much away but it's very exciting um, it's really about engaging the user and um, gamifying the app and making it um uh, somewhere that is um interactive and engaging and makes you want to go back to the app almost like I would say um an amalgamation of various everyday apps so Strava um is a great app for productivity with regards to health and well-being um so we want that kind of productivity and um I guess measurement in your your working remote work life um so there are you know lots of ideas exciting ideas we want to to build into the app that are going to help wait yeah which is
1: so exciting um what do you say about the whole uh risk management side of things because obviously that encompasses the whole trust and safety the you know the trust in that peer-to-peer transaction that you have you you've got the, the b2c offering here but but surely there is room for things to go wrong and and what have you worked in to your investor deck that, that talks about anything where you're mitigating risk?
2: Yeah, um, well, I think when you're dealing with personal data, generally you have to be su- like just super careful, of course, and, and protecting that and making sure that people can um, connect in a safe space. Um, so that's a big part of our development plan is how do we do that? How do we make it a safe Um, space for people to come together and incorporate whether that's incorporating existing platforms for them to communicate or looking at building our own Um, but that that aside I mean that was a risk that we were very aware of and it's always been part of the plan to really understand when we do move the um, development forward how we integrate that and having outside um, consultants who can really advise us correctly Um, but Aside from that, when it's look when we're looking at growth and scaling um, on such a, a big scale as, as what we're looking at, um, it's having conversations with well, both B2B and B2C kind of users and making sure we understand what their concerns are. Um, and one of the concerns that has definitely, you know, been highlighted to us, which is A concern, I think, for the future of remote work in general is uh, privacy when working remotely. And how do we make that a safe, so not just being safe in the app, but being safe whilst using the app in Mm -hmm. these spaces that we're promoting and, you know, and playing the flag for. Um, So that's something that we will take a lot of time Mm -hmm. in in just, I guess, um, our due diligence on and making sure we look at all options to create something um that is future proof as you know as we move through a very um I guess changing world anyway. Um cybersecurity is obviously um very important um and that's definitely something that we, we we've planned into our our kind of investment. Mm-hmm.
1: So, what would that actually look like in terms of a worst-case scenario? Without being a doommonger, because I'm just trying to visualize that. Would it mean that maybe if you worked at a home, you know, or you hybrid worked for a financial services company, that by going in and using a shared network, a, a Wi-Fi network in a, a SWERF space, that you could somehow be compromising the the data that you hold on? Um, your computer. I'm probably saying this in real layman's terms, but I just want to sort of try and, and and think about what that risk could actually look like.
2: Yeah, I think that well, the risk is there regardless of how they um how the the remote worker finds a venue. I, I think the risk lies with the venues and having um public well private venue Wi-Fi, but obviously public. So you're using the same um Wi-Fi as other people in that space. Um, so the risk comes from outside attack, obviously from you know a cyber security point of view. So it's really about, okay, well, how do we work with venues and, and try and minimise that risk? And how do we put confidence in? So for financial institutions, where obviously it's very, very sensitive data, they cannot be seen to be promoting remote work in spaces that would put them at risk. Um, and as that threat grows, it's about obviously minimizing that threat that threat and that risk as much as possible so it's thinking ahead so that this is not something that's going to be an immediate threat tomorrow but definitely obviously as as we're planning forward so our you know you know cyber crime people um and how they can you know invade that space so it's really just yeah, thinking long term and, and just understanding what the risks might be by having the conversations with those who work in those institutions and then obviously finding a solution to that mm-hmm. to, to make them feel confident. Um Yeah,
1: no, it's um it's really interesting. And the the co-working idea has been around um for a while. We've obviously seen the the rise and not so rise, should we say, of we work, etc. Um and obviously, the, these types of space have, have been on the radar. An app like yours, who else is operating in, in this space with the, the app-based um, way of sourcing remote work? Because you're actually the first I've come across. So I do feel very fortunate that you are um, starting out in, in the same city as me.
2: Well, I would like to say that we are the only app-based solution. Um, I'm sure we're not. Um, there, are, there is obviously competition. It's a space where there's a lot of um, investment. It's, it's something that is a, a busy um, space for remote workers and lots of solutions out there. Um, we're different we're different because we are the app um and the re- the reason we decided to just build an app and not a web based platform and that might change in the future it was very much so that we could um, well just accommodate people who are on the go busy have busy lives uh, dropping kids off at school, going to the shops and really actually just in that moment need to find a space where they're welcome just to jump on emails and get stuff done um so it's less about being a workspace and a and providing spaces to work from when you need it um so that's that was our I guess, motivation for building the app. It's in your hand. You have the information ready to go. It's a map, It's easy to use. It's a map function. Um, but what we are finding, actually, is that people do want to plan. They do actually want to use an app to find somewhere for tomorrow or somewhere for next week. Um, and that's, that's something that we weren't expecting, but it's something that we're now developing into the app as we move forward. Um, Brilliant. So, yeah, it's it's it is still such an unknown space um and i think because there's a lot of new people finding themselves in this situation the behaviors are still yet to be formed so we have to really be open to and ready to learn from those new behaviors and then adapt and move forward people are finding finding their way Yeah, uh,
1: it's brilliant. And uh, thank you, Nikki, for bringing this to Edinburgh and beyond because um, I've really enjoyed using it. And thank you for being a guest on the podcast, especially as it uh, is Women's History Month and to have a female sharing economy founder as my first interviewee this month has been a real pleasure. So thank you. And we wish you all the best with SWERF and look forward to having you at Marketplace Risk events in the future so you can tell us about how you're getting on.
2: Thank you. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having
0: me. Thank you for tuning into the platform podcast. Be sure to check us out at marketplacerisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch, grow and succeed. And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events and more.